Welcome into this week's edition of the Recruiting Breakdown. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined as always by Justin Wells of Inside Texas and On3. Week one, Texas high school football, here we go, which means the evaluation process is underway for the Texas staff. Yes, we'll be at games, but more importantly, this is when the 2025 evaluation process kicks in the gear and those senior risers in 2024 will be evaluated by the Texas staff as well. But we're going to start with, we're going to just call it the five-star breakdown, right, as a part of our recruiting breakdown. Absolutely. Um, you were you went to, we'll get, I was in Lafayette today. I'm in Lafayette, went to see Dominic McKinley. We'll get to that in a second. You went to see Kobe Black uh, late last week. So for the Texas fans who may have missed the latest on Kobe Black, I'll let you take them through where Texas is at with the five-star corner out of Waco Connolly. Yeah, I like starting the rundown with with Kobe Black, uh, the top the top DB on the board, uh, fantastic kid, 6'2", 200 pounds. Uh, he's they're playing Mahaya in week one. Uh, they're they're definitely ready because he's going to be playing some safety this year for Connolly. Uh, Texas remains in a great spot, Jerry. Uh, Texas is there. Texas A and M, LSU. He still wants to take a few trips, Oregon, Alabama, but. You know, even though he, he, he insists that his recruitment's probably going to go more into the season, people around the program seem to think that uh, it, it could end a little bit quicker than that. And so Texas, I feel like, is steady at the wheel with this one. And, and right now they just have to finish the drive. Yeah, that's a good point on Kobe Black. Again, all these kids that have been talking about December, 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 you're seeing them slowly peel one by one away from that, Right. Uh, we'll they get, get tired the of the process. They get burned well, out. They get burned out. And look, yeah, you know, look, injuries a concern your senior year. NIL is a part of the game now. So there's a lot to consider. Leads us into another guy, Dominic McKinley. I was at Acadiana High today here in Lafayette, who originally was going to commit at the Under Armour All-America game in first week in January. Well, now it's September 1st, and there's five finalists. It's Texas, it's Texas A&M, it's LSU, it's Oklahoma, Ohio State. This is such an interesting recruitment, Justin, because you talk to, depending on when you talk to people and who those people are, <laughs> they all have different answers. Yeah. And a lot of that's because Dominic doesn't tell people much at all. He, he's, I wouldn't say shy, he's reserved with the Very people. reserved. So nobody gets hints. Yeah. Even his coaching staff at times doesn't get hints. I think they're getting some hints closer now that we're getting to uh, September 1. Yeah. What I got today, and by the way, he looks tremendous physically. I mean, he is Alfred Collins physically reincarnated. The quintessential hog, big bodied playmaker on defense. 315, 84 inch wingspan guy. Beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, he looks good now. Just wait till two years from now. Oh. Um, Talking to people today, look, it's been an interesting kind of change in this recruitment as we get closer uh, to decision day. Coming out of the June visits, Texas and Oklahoma were the top two. A&M was in it. Ohio State, he likes Larry Johnson. Then he hadn't been to LSU. Then he goes to LSU that last Friday in July with his mom and little brother, Darius, who has all the same offers, different players, 6'3", 235. Um, But then he goes to LSU. So then we we continue to hear, okay, Texas, Oklahoma, he likes Larry Johnson, probably too far from home. LSU's got some ground to make up. And then wasn't even really sure where they were at in that recruitment from what we heard. Today, 
I was told this thing may end up shifting more to Texas, Texas A&M, and LSU at the end of the day if this person's correct and Oklahoma and Ohio State are too far. And it makes sense, Justin, because Darius McKinley is a sophomore. So after Dominic goes to college, he's got two years left of high school football. That's a lot of travel for their mom to watch Darius in the lock bed area on Friday night and get on a plane and go to Norman or Columbus for a Saturday game, which half those games are early in the day. It doesn't really make sense from a travel standpoint. Not that a kid can't go do his own thing. But then you also have the close to home. Then you also have driving distance from home. Um, and you have the academic component. I think a lot of that is leading people around the Acadiana program to think this thing could end. And doesn't matter maybe if he says his top three or three schools and maybe one or two of these aren't in it. Right. Close to home, somebody close to home is going to win out at the end of the day. And I think colleges are starting to get that indication a little bit too here this weekend with him. So we'll see where it goes. Ten days. He announces September 1st. Not going to be some big TV announcement as of today um, because it's like the Acadiana staff said, this is just a commitment. He's going to have a lot of pressure leading up to um, signing day. So this could right. this is just a commitment, right? So that's the latest on Dominic McKinley. I can tell Texas fans he's been in contact with Texas. He took the week off. Then he, he reengaged in the recruiting process Saturday. He's been in contact with Texas, either Sark or Bo every day. So Bo Davis, that is. So Texas has been – they've had good communication with McKinley, but he's been communicating with other schools as well. Uh, so, Justin, that leads to another couple of guys who initially were going to announce late. Ryan Wingo still says he is. We don't believe he will. Terry Bussey's come off that, and he's announcing September 28th. I know you're going to see Bussey Thursday. Go through Wingo first and then Bussey. Yeah, Ryan Wingo – uh, got to catch up with him and his uh, actually his father recently uh, just to kind of check in, see how things are going. Uh, I got the vibes that that Missouri is looking really good in that recruitment, along with Texas, along with Tennessee, Georgia, Michigan, A&M kind of hanging around the rim. But, you know, Ryan's tones changed a little bit. And now it seems like uh, it seems like it could it could happen over the next month or so. Uh, you know, like you said, it started off at the, the show. They're 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 not wanting this. When they tell you December timelines, it sounds good at the time. It right. sounds good at the moment. If I think it gives them, it, it makes them feel less anxious because they don't have to make a decision now. They can wait because telling the other coach no is the hardest part of the recruiting process. Ryan Wingo is going to be in Austin for the Texas Wyoming game week three. Uh, I think that's a big thing for Texas, but Mizzou is going to be the one to watch in that recruitment, and I don't think it's going to go into December. Ryan, I feel like – and I do feel like when Ryan does make his call, that will shut it down. Unlike some other recruitments where I could see, regardless of a a commitment, teams are still going to keep going at these kids. Ryan Wingo, I I don't see that at all, actually. I I think he does – him and his family do shut it down. And then Terry Bussey, you know, the big question is going to be, does he play week one? This is a kid that suffered an injury last year, went through spring, uh, had surgery, missed the state track meet. And I know that absolutely killed him because he wins a lot of gold uh, when, he hit, when he ends up in Austin. He's actually contemplating a visit on week three against Wyoming, the t- Texas-Wyoming game as well, the same game Danny Okoye is possibly going to. But Bussey's going to see Texas the week before in Tuscaloosa. At night at Bryant Denny Stadium against Alabama, and so 
the horns will be able to, 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 to put on a show there if possible with Terry. I still think Texas is, is, is trying to climb more into it and I, they're not giving up. I know a couple sources close to the program saying they still talk to Terry on a regular basis. They are still building a relationship. They're not letting up right now. And so Texas is in the mix. They're trying, but A&M has been kind of your quiet leader for probably the last four, five, six months. LSU is creeping. I'm telling y'all right now, LSU is selling him on DB and he is listening. And so LSU is a school to watch. And, and like I said, Alabama is going to get that visit week two. And so Texas is still throwing hands for some of these 2024s and, and being the number two athlete in the country. I'm curious. I'll be, I'll be in Timson on Thursday night for the Beckville game. I hope he's, I hope he's uh, you know, ready to play. I hope we get to see him play because I know this senior year means a lot to him. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, this is a guy on the track. This isn't Gaylord Falker's wall with a bunch of seventh-place ribbons on it, okay? This is gold and silver medals, right? I mean, His so accomplishments are ridiculous. It's ridiculous on the track. It's ridiculous on the track. On um, the basketball court, he's ridiculous. Yeah. No, that, that lateral movement in the small school level just overwhelms people with athleticism. Him and Vosky Howard, all those guys, that group of athletes coming through. Corey Johnson, listen, yeah. Timpson – has some dudes, and they're on the come up. Yep, no doubt about it. Um, last five star we're going to talk about. Brandon Baker, offensive tackle out of modern day. Yeah. Look, the um, Spoke with somebody on the Oregon side of that um, Monday. I think Oregon's thinking he doesn't make a decision till October. Now, that may be wishful thinking in, in for Oregon in a way, but let's just say that's what they're thinking right now. Um We'll see if Texas can get him back on campus. He's got an official visit scheduled uh, to Nebraska September 16th, which we've right. talked about for a long time. Texas has been working to get him on campus September 30th that weekend. That's when four-star, his teammate DeAndre Carter, scheduled to officially visit. DeAndre Carter is going to announce a decision September 3rd, which a lot of people think is going to be Auburn over Texas and Michigan which State. Made, which may – Put a little kink in the wrench. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. But we continue to hear the same thing on Brandon Baker. Texas has done well with Brandon and his family. Um, Texas is going to be one of the two finalists. Is it going to be Texas versus Oregon or Texas versus Ohio State? Can Nebraska do enough? They're throwing every sink in, in, in Lincoln and Omaha at this one, right? Can they do enough to even really be there at the end? We'll see. But Texas is going to be one of the two that he makes the decision between, unless something really drastically changes right now. So Texas fans, no, you got to look. You got more than a puncher's chance here. Um, I also want to mention a couple other things, Justin. Let's talk DB recruiting a little bit. Okay. Uh, on three, Sam Spiegelman was at uh, Marrero Eric on Monday and talked to uh, Wardell Mack, the recent four-star Florida commitment, who he picked Florida over Texas, LSU, and Florida State. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Mac told Sam he's going to beat the Texas Rice game on two at, uh, on September 2nd, the 2.30 kick. He also he said won. Be at, yeah, plans to be at Miami. A closer FSU. than Gainesville, Wardell. Yeah. <laughs> it plans to be at uh, uh, Miami FSU, and, and we definitely will show up at an LSU game this year. So we always say recruit through the whistle. Texas is recruiting through the whistle at DB. They're not backing off their A-list targets. Uh, and you have a little something on Miles Davis, too. I mean, Texas is still in contact there, giving it a shot uh, with the A&M commitment. If you remember, Jerry, and we, we covered this pretty well, you know, Texas was the runner-up for the yeah. converse of Judson four-star safety. I'm a big fan of Miles Davis, and, and I think he really connected with the Texas staff, notably – some of the players, the other recruits, I think they're doing a little recruiting on the side and reaching out to him. But right now, and Miles Davis might be looking at, at a visit one of the games in September, but right now he he seems pretty solid to A&M, but that doesn't stop Texas. Bobby talks about this on a regular basis with recruiting with Sark and the staff, that they have a plan A and they don't deviate from That's it. Right. They, they really do stick to their evals. And you mentioned it earlier, this is senior eval season. Last year at this time, the class was building ridiculously. Arch Manning had jumped in. You're looking at a top five at the time. And then a Warren Roberson popped up and a Jelani McDonald, who yeah. were both already on campus in Austin making an impression. So I think that's another fun part, another factor that we can see with some of these guys this year. And so right now, I, I, I think that's I think that's kind of that's kind of what I feel like. It, it, it is Texas in, in, a, in a whole, in a microcosm. They're in it with Miles, but A&M, listen, he still has a Johnny Manziel avatar in his Twitter <laughs> with the big cash, I guess, from watching the, the Manziel uh, documentary. But he's still solid to A&M, but Texas isn't stopping. Yeah, good point. And, look, Joshua Lair, another safety on the board. Hardest so, hitter on the board. Oh, he's the walking hit stick now. Uh, Woo, if you haven't seen the show on YouTube, Rod and I are doing a talking ball weekly where I'm getting Rod to break down Texas commitments and targets. Go watch that if you haven't seen it. Uh, but Josh Lair, Texas, Baylor, Washington, is going to visit Washington for the Oregon game, assuming his recruitment goes that long. Talk to Sark two or three times a week, So and Blake Gideon almost daily. So, look, Texas, like you said, they're evaluating these guys. The guy and they're not moving off their A-list targets, but then they're going to make senior year evaluations as well. Uh, just in the wrap up this week, um, and we'll be getting in more into 2025s who may beat the Rice game next week. Who's going to brave the heat after a Friday night game and get back out Ooh. there in the car and go Saturday? People we'll, are going to we'll, cook. Yeah, we'll preview that next week. Let's talk about high school season begins Friday, uh, Thursday night. Yeah. Um, I know you've already mentioned you're going to be at Timpson. I'm going to go to probably go watch Cy Fair Friday against Bridgeland. And that's okay. Texas quarterback commitment Trey Owens yep. uh, against the 2025 offensive tackle, Jonte Newman that Texas offered in late July. And Landon Rink, a top Texas target. Father Shane Rink's D-line coach played at Texas on a D-line with Coach Vosick, uh, who uh, obviously a D-line coach at Westlake, who is the father of Colton Vosick. Um, and his little brother there as well. So I'm going to go watch those guys. I'm interested to see um, Trey Owens is a senior. Bridgeland's got a new coach, Lonnie Madison, former Texas A&M defensive lineman. New coach came over from Woodlands College Park. I think they're going to try to put a lot of pressure 
on Trey Owens Friday. So I'm going to watch Trey Owens, see what his progression looks like, because he wasn't a guy that went out to a lot of camps. He didn't get make the Elite 11 finals. So we'll see what kind of work he's put in this summer and see Landon Rink dominate again on a Friday night. Uh, Justin, think you're staying in the Piney Woods there Friday. You're going to see one of the top defensive linemen, I think not only in the state, but he'll end up being one of the top D linemen in the country in that class. Well, you know, admittedly, you you probably knew about Zion a few minutes before I did. Uh, and, and Zion Williams, a defensive tackle out of Lufkin, that's where I'll be on Friday night when they host Tyler Legacy and their new head coach, Bo Trahan, yeah. and, their new, and their new DB coach, Lee Jackson. There's a lot of Texas love and legacy right now. And so uh, I, I think that's a good thing. But, no, Zion Williams, just a tremendous kid. A lot of family. I don't know if you remember Carl Williams, a defensive lineman oh, that yeah. come through. Jamarcus McFarland, a defensive related to McFarland, D-line D coach, uh, I believe, TCU now. What you're saying, he's a TCU lock. No, I don't think so, though. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. You know, TCU, I think, finally, they were a little bit late on the offer right. behind Texas in Notre Dame in Auburn. And so it was like – you probably should go ahead and do this. Hey, Zion is a big Texas fan right now. He loves Bo Davis. They are going to be in the mix for this 2025 kid. 6'3", 6'3 and a half, almost 6'4", probably 300 pounds, 310 in that range. He's good. Uh, he's actually looking at a, a September visit for, for one of the fall games at DKR as well. And so, yeah, I'm going to go check them out. Legacy doesn't have a whole lot. They do have um, – Tristan Jackson, a defensive lineman that's committed to TCU, a defensive end. They got a DB named Matthew Ross. They got a quarterback named Luke Wolf, who's 6'3, runs a 22-3, uh, 200. He's a big athlete. So it should be it. Get to catch up with Trey Hahn and, and Lee J and kind of remember those Texas nights and then get to see Zion Williams because man, he's turning into a dude, and Lufkin is reloading. And they've been they, look. They they're due for an upswing. Yes, they've been on a little bit of a down cycle. They're due for an upswing. I know things have changed there uh, from some businesses maybe that aren't there anymore. It's kind of shifted some of the population a little bit, but they're still due for an uptick in a, 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 a here in Lufkin. Um, KJ Lacey, twenty twenty five quarterback. We need to mention that's going to be playing on ESPN two, I believe. Um, against Lipscomb Academy, who lost IMG in week one. So it'll be first look at K.J. Lacey as a junior Alabama commitment, Ryan Williams, who's one of the best receiver prospects I've seen in a few years. And then uh, Antonio Williams, 2025 defensive lineman, who Texas has also offered. So three Texas offers in that game for Saraland. Obviously, K.J. Lacey uh, committed to Texas, a 2025 quarterback. Uh, Justin, you know, we got a couple of minutes left here. Let's just kind of give a kind of a broad view where we think Texas class is at right now. Where do we think it's headed? I still think they're going to sign 23, 24 guys. They have 16 commitments right now. Um, the positions they need to still fill. Obviously, they, they need two offensive tackles in this class. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens with Brandon Baker. Are they going to go back in on Jacob Ponton at, at uh, Dripping Springs Committed Tech? Or the Weston Davis kid. Yeah, they're going to try to fl flip Weston uh, out of Beaumont United. DB, obviously, they have a corner spot. Uh, you know, if Kobe Black jumps on that, then it probably shifts the safety star. Yeah. Um, edge is a big one, right? You have you have Colin in the fold, but you need two more edges. We haven't mentioned Danny Okoye. So why or Zena Umiozulu. Why don't we talk about those guys to close out the show? Because that is a, a position Texas fans are asking about. 
Um, what's the what's the latest on Danny Coy? Obviously, he's going to make the Oklahoma official visit that first week in the season. Which, if his mom goes, then Oklahoma that gets interesting. But then he's yeah, then he's scheduled to be at Texas for the Wyoming game same week in Ryan Wingo. Absolutely, and, and Danny is still talking to Coach PK on a regular basis. He likes Texas. He likes Austin. He 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 sees UT as a different experience. He sees it as a challenge. But proximity might win out there if Mama is okay, and she's a she's an Oklahoma State grad. So, I, and I think that actually helps Texas because you know the only people that hate Texas more, I mean, hates OU more than Texas is Oklahoma State. And no so doubt. that's a good that's a good little nugget for Okoye. And he's also still scheduled to see Tennessee on September thirtieth. And and listen, the Vols are making moves. Grab Jordan Ross a couple days ago. Those guys are are, are doing well as well. And so. Zena Umiazulu is one that we get asked about probably once a week, and we just there's not a lot of update there. I think Texas it's Texas versus the field. I think Oklahoma and A and M and those school a couple other schools have given him something to think about. He's even entertaining the chance to maybe go to Oregon for a game this season. He's talked about possibly going to Florida State for a game. I do think Texas still is in the driver's seat, but that's. That's too unpredictable for me right now because I understand that family, how they recruit, how recruitment goes, your process goes with that group. And so they're going to need two more edge guys. And just because you got Colin Simmons doesn't mean you get to wrap it up. You need to have some other guys jump in this boat. And then there's Solomon Williams at Carrollwood Day. Oh, yeah, Tampa. Big-time pass rusher. Alabama-led at the end of July. Really? in Tuscaloosa for the Texas-Bama game. He's also still in contact. Him and his high school head coach are in contact with PK, talking about a fall official visit date. Texas, Texas A&M, and Oregon are all working on fall official visit dates. So that's a third edge prospect still on the board for the Texas Longhorns. Well, that'll do it uh, for this week's recruiting breakdown. I failed to mention our sponsor, so I got to do that real quick. Goosehead Insurance. Uh, they are the sponsor of the recruiting breakdown. Thank you very much to Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have continued to vet the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates on the rise across the state of Texas, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead's the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas, bar none. Contact Chase at chase.yarborough.goosehead.com or give him a call at 325-261-7127. Again, thank you to Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance for being the sole sponsor of the recruiting breakdown. Uh, We'll talk more again next week. We'll have a lot more Texas first home game, season opener, September 2nd. We'll talk about some of the prospects that are going to be in town next weekend. For Justin Wells, I'm Jerry Hamilton, and we'll talk to you next week on the recruiting breakdown.